Well, Megan, that's always one of those things. That's, get your butt over really here. Cool. I told her she's invited to the 100 episode party. I can't wait for that. It's coming the up. Centennial. I Brittany, Brittany, Brittany approved that that the centennial episode party can happen here. <laughs> oh my God, she. <laughs> hold on. What Welcome back you? to another episode of the Keen Lake Podcast, <laughs> the premier whiskey podcast without the mention of whiskey in the title whatsoever. Coming in live from our new podcast studio in Lakeview, East Chicago, I am with the one and only Wilson Razor Ramon Torres. Hey, young world. Looking great in that flower shirt. Thanks, and also joining us today, all the way across the pond, all the way across the city, he paved his way through the dark, dreaded sidewalks that were melting to his feet. Not used to the warmth that they have over there, they don't have over there in Scotland, but he's getting used to it now by proxy. If that's right, I'm not really sure. But, Callum O'Donnell, welcome, welcome back to the podcast. I'm back. Swamp ass I'm back, I think, baby. This is, I think this is me in the double digits now. I'm glad <laughs> someone's counting. Like, so, someone is counting. I think counting. I've literally been on... <laughs> Okay, we're back. Awesome. And we're back. Yeah. We're back. I, love, I love it that he says, I think I'm <laughs> double digits. I, I actually, honestly, I am in double digits. I think I am in double digits. I'm, I'm glad you, know, you are. I, and I would be lying if I said that I didn't think about you two in I the show. I think Matt Brown still has you mm. because he has two personalities when he's on. That's on true. There, so. I've never really, I've been on Matt one Matt Brown and untagged me from a post <laughs> I put him on the other day. And he was the one bitching and crying for months why I didn't follow him. He's busy, man. There's a lot of grown men that complain to me about that stuff. He's busy. Grown men? What's he busy doing? Um, I don't know. I'm sure he's busy. jerking I mean, off. he's a dead... What? Dude. <laughs> he's too afraid to go outside. You can... <laughs> you couldn't... You couldn't... Ladies and gentlemen, you couldn't see Wilson's face there, but it was disgusting. <laughs> 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 it was utter disgust. Oh. I just don't need that visual, dude. He was playing the... Damn ukulele or whatever the hell. I it was invited. Naked. I invited him. Is that what you're calling? Oh my god! You're calling it playing the ukulele now. Actually, whatever playing the, the banjo. <laughs> the banjo. Oh, the banjo. Oh, the I knew he was playing something. <laughs> I just didn't know what the hell it was. I can't remember. Figuratively and literally. Remy, be quiet. So, gentlemen, we are into summer. Phase four. That's what I call it. Phase four. <laughs> right. Force phase four. Summertime is upon us. We are recording three days before uh, the 4th of July, which is today. I can't believe it's the 1st of July. Almost. I, know. I didn't even realize it until yesterday. Actually. How wild is that? It's Bobby Bonilla Day. Oh, I know. Bobby Bonilla. Isn't that crazy? 1.1 million every year. For 27 years, wasn't he's, it? Uh, until he's... 72? Something ridiculous. 52 baseball player? Like yeah, he was a baseball yeah, player for the Bobby Mets, Bonilla. and they, he took this contract... <laughs> and that's to get paid over the Mets. So he, like, they could either offer him the money up front, or he get paid one point one million dollars for like tw- over twenty five years, once a year. And so every July first, he's, he's been retired for like fifteen Forever. years, yeah, yeah. <laughs> twenty years, and he's still getting paid. He's sent home like payday, oh, baby. Yeah. It's, like payday. <laughs> it's one it's of the reasons why the Mets suck at baseball because <laughs> yeah, they're, they're still paying them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's, shit, he's it's a, one million, almost two million dollars. You know that they got to pay this guy. See if that was you. I mean, I know Bobby. Bonilla. He was more of a slugger back in the day. Though. Right, right, right. Yeah. If if I mean Bobby Bonilla probably isn't as into it as we are, but I mean, if you were getting paid one point one million dollars every year, I'd I'd just open another distillery every Bobby, year. Bobby but Bonilla. I don't have one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we still I, need to get I, the one first. I mean, I say another. <laughs> yeah. Graham. 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 Graham is actually on a talk show tomorrow. A uh, whiskey I saw talk that. show. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, Scotch talks. I think it is. It's nice. called or. Dram Good Time or something. Oh, I like it. Dram Good Time. He asked, me if, I could, he asked me if I could replace him, but I just told him I was busy. 
Jesus, man. <laughs> we got to get him back on. Get him. You've been saying that for months. And I said, yeah, anytime you want to do a, a Zoom or a Skype with him, we'll get but him But I don't really want to do a Zoom or a Skype with him. Well, he I'm, lives in Scotland, so it's kind of a problem. I don't I know, like to do him either, but I'll I do it for him. I want to go to I'll make an exception. I, I need to go, go to Scotland. I want to go to Scotland. My buddy who is... High Life, if you're listening, we're drinking High Life well, right we're now. Well, we're going to get to that. Don't you worry about that. He you just so calm he's down. He's you're fired. fucking excited want, right want some sponsorship here. Take your Fuck. balls around. Right, right. My buddy Ian, who is... I'm going to call whiskey clubs with him. He was supposed to go over to Scotland next week or two for his honeymoon. Oh, no. And uh, he asked me before, you know, a few months back, if I had any connections over in Scotland. I'm like, <laughs> matter of fact, I do. And, <laughs> Just uh, a few. <laughs> it's getting larger and larger, a list of people every single day. Michael Donald. Uh, yeah, Michael <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go see Michael Donald. <laughs> Callum's dad. Who's Callum Donald? <laughs> Don't worry about that. But he actually asked me, um, I'm like, yeah, my buddy actually owns a small distillery over there in Dornick. And yeah. he's like, oh, Dornick Castle? I'm like, yeah. He's like, they have a great whiskey bar. I'm like, Hey, let me look. Let me show you something. Pulls out his phone, goes to his notepad, note page, and it's like top things to do on his trip to Scotland. Wow. Number one, Dornick Whiskey Bar. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, uh, Phil is a good buddy. Um, I'll make sure you have a good time there. <laughs> but now he can't go, unfortunately. So, oh, but I mean, I was gonna hook him up with the Apple Hour and all that. So, man, yeah, but. we got. Um, it's we got to make sure that these people that are reaching out because there's been a bunch mm. of people, like for example, um, Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Who, you know. She was doing the. That's how she gets around these days. Oh, yeah. Here comes our producer. <laughs> our producer. <laughs> our producer. I know, I know Happy birthday, producer. I, I know you're all asking. Our producer is doing okay. She's a slight broken bone to the upper foot of her right foot. Um, she has a very nice orange cask and matching fingernails to match the cask uh, after. After breaking her foot and turning 33 today. Never tell one's age, Double but I just tray. did. Um, she doesn't look tray. a day over 21. Yeah. Double day tray. Not only being Bobby Bonilla Day, it is our producer's birthday, it's too. It's Brittany Hookie. Her name is a mystery. <laughs> you suck, bro. God. Now I have to bleep that out. Hookie. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Ainsworth? Ainsworth Hookie. God damn it. Ainsworth Hooker. Don't uh, all that. That's out. your fault, High Life, for not fucking sponsoring. Dude, this is the first one. <sighs> we are not drinking whiskey today. We are drinking a cocktail, though, um, with one yeah. of our favorite domestic beers. Yes. <laughs> one of our favorite beers, period. Yeah. Since our studio is still under quarantine over at Beguile, <laughs> which we'll talk about them in our a little bit, studio. too. <laughs> <laughs> quarantine off to us uh, at the moment. But we uh, last Saturday? Saturday, you guys. Last went. Saturday, I was over. Uh, no, no, it was Friday. Mm-hmm. When did you Saturday. come over to my house? Saturday, you guys went Saturday. S- no, this guy. Oh. No, it was, yeah, it was Saturday because I went to Big Al on Friday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I was over here. It was Saturday. Yeah. I, we, um, and Remy and j- went up the stairs. She did. And we also, well, I did. I brought my ingenuity to the backyard. That's a different story to tell, but I was in line buying some high lives because we recently moved, and so I was like, I told Colin that if he came over, I would. Well, the producer said she would feed him whatever he wanted and get him as drunk as she wanted if he helped us move a few things. So he came over in like ten minutes later, and it's twenty minutes right away. <laughs> Couldn't say no to that. But I was standing in line at Benny's checking out, and I had a bottle of whiskey. I don't remember what I bought. Uh, a twelve pack of high life, Aperol, and some soda water. And the guy checking me out goes, oh, are you making that High Life cocktail? (laughs) (laughs) Say no more. (laughs) I said, sir, I don't know what you're talking about, but I am now. And I (laughs) held my hand up to the guy behind me and said, this is going to take a bit. (laughs) I'm like, "Uh, no, I'm highly interested in what you're talking about. (laughs) 
and my, you those, might want to take those, a seat. Those were for Negronis, but... <laughs> they were for Negronis. <laughs> taking a back seat now. He's like, yeah, I heard someone talking about making a high-life cocktail with Aperol, so got home, Googled it real quick, and I realized I was the only missing ingredient was some lemon juice. So when Callum got here, we went and bought some lemon juice, <laughs> came over, and we did it, and we're like, oh my gosh, this is great. And it turns out there is a name to this cocktail called the Spaghetti. Spaghetti. So we are drinking... Go ahead and go buy yourself bottle, bottle only of High Life. You can do this with. Drink an ounce of it out of there. Replace that ounce or a quarter or a three quarters ounce of it with Aperol. Then uh, put about a quarter ounce of uh, lemon juice in there, or lemonade in there. Let it swirl around <laughs> a little bit, and then you got yourself a oh, nice, so nice good. spaghetti oh, with delicious, refreshing delicious. summer cocktail. It's it absolutely good. delicious. It's actually really good. So yesterday. We were we we've been starting to visit some of our old accounts, or I say old accounts, but the accounts that are yeah. opening back up. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously they're in phase four, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, went in yesterday, and everybody was drinking like you know whiskey sours, and like one of the guys got a Del Magaba real like so some really really nice like booze kicking around, you know. Yeah. And um, I like whispered to the waitress I was like can, can I ask you something really weird and she was like no I whispered sweet nothings into it I was, like, <laughs> I was like is there any chance you could bring me a high life and like a little like you know like an ounce of Aperol and like a little splash of lemon juice and she was like what <laughs> <laughs> she was like you mean a spaghetti <laughs> yeah. no and she was like what I'm sorry what and I was like yeah yeah like I, I, there's this cocktail my friend showed me and I, I'm loving it so when she came over, I could see them, all their confused faces as she put like this little red liquid down in front of me, the oh. lime and the high life. And everyone was like, what kind of shooter are you doing here, Cal? Because yeah. everybody thought it was going to be like, bang, bang. And then the high <laughs> oh, life, you know? what you're saying. I got you. But I took a big gulp of the high life, fired them both in there. And everyone was like, dude, what is that? I was like, oh, it's Aperol. Uh, lime and high life it's called a spaghetti and they were like it looks disgusting because oh, it what? goes red you know it looks goes great like, i think it looks great. fantastic yeah. and um and they were like go on give me a try and as soon as that liquid touched their lips to lips they were they were over that was over everybody was getting spaghetti so it was spaghetti city. it was spaghetti town turned them over to it yeah. it's good they were into it man. Converts. and i said that to the lady i was like look if you guys start doing this i want some kind of commission which I'll then pass on to you. Don't well, worry. that's what I'm a little worried about. Do, introducing it to uh, to Fountainhead tonight because they already sell a lot of high life. They already have a, um, a uh, not a highball. Um, I can't a boilermaker on the menu with a high life and a fernet shot. So, which is tasty. Tastes like chocolate basically when you comp- when you combine yeah. the two together. That's true. I've never done a fernet high life. Like, I've never done the I've never done the boilermaker with the two. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, it's it's my f- like. I mean, we joked about it at the start. Like, why aren't we sponsored by them? But it has <laughs> it been my joke. favorite discovery. It's been my favorite discovery of the United States. I think. What's that? Wow. High life. High life. Oh, yeah. Even it. more than Remy. No, I mean she's a living, breathing love of my life. So I, you I can can't. you can have her. <laughs> I, every time I'm here, like I always I always think a little photo of her when she's like kind of eyeing me up and I send it to my girlfriend and she's like this this dog is stealing you from me mm-hmm. and I was like babe already stolen already stolen it's very very possible but no we and then we um, also enjoyed beers I enjoyed beers over at Beguile which is our recording studio yeah, um, looks, temporary 
That's yeah, thing, eh? like, created a beer garden out wow. in, the, in their backdoor parking lot, which is, uh, as I posted earlier this week on Instagram, not only are they adhering to the COVID-19 regulations and laws, requirements, whatever you want to call them, but they've kind of created their even, they further extended those regulations to their own so people can really enjoy the experience without, without the, um, I guess, the headache of potentially running into people or bouncing mm. into people. Um, they have a nice large shield kind of over the ordering area. So their staff is also protected in that sense. Uh, Koval, I think has donated a bunch of hand sanitizer over around there as well. Mm. Um, so you can kind of always have that too, but the tables are very spread out. It's probably eight to 10 feet in between tables. The rows are really nice. We had a table of four, which you could probably fit eight people at. Which yeah. is yeah, it's too big. It's a picnic table. How big are they? Are they picnic tables? Picnic tables, yeah. So with a bench, <laughs> so you could you, could, you know if you're at a street festival, yeah. in typical times you could fit eight people on there, squeeze people in there. It's true, you can. Or yeah. I mean, it would be one of those. It'd be enough space where like if you had four people, two and two on each side, and another couple came over and said, "Hey, can we have the end spot?" Like, yeah, yeah, go for it. Don't worry about that. That's so the, yeah, there's size, plenty of space. Yeah, They're not doing that. The, of course, the, but yeah. um, they could they could also have that if you want. So it's to. a per party situation. Per party situation, and they do. Um, reservations, then walk-ins as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it's about an hour and 35 minutes or so per reservation. And then they clean for that in-between time. They have a nice setup area where the sidewalk is marked off or where to stand while you wait. They use a little blow horn to talk to people like, hey, please come and have a good time. But here's the time restrictions. Here's our here's our requirements with you. For when you're not yeah. off from your table. Gotcha. Super easy. Laid back, though. You know, um, I, yeah. I, I was thinking this today. I think the QR code thing is going to take off. Now. I think so, yeah. Because, like, the amount of money you'll save on printing menus. The only thing I'm worried about is, will that replace waiters and waitresses? No. no. I mean, today, today, like, Wait, I had... A, I, now, I, you're excluding waiters, now you're taking away the fine and fine dining. You do what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, at certain places. Certain places. But how many places are that person just a hand to bring your food and then you never hear from them again? They come over and say, oh, how are you doing? Hi, my name is Emily. I'll be taking care of you today. Well, no, you won't, Emily, but thanks. I I don't need to know your name. I mean, when you go to a brew pub or you go to to Big Island, in this case, you're just getting beer. You're not getting anything else. Right, right. Well, today I I went to... um, I went to Parlor Pizza with a friend of, with Megan actually. Oh, the one on uh, West, West Loop. In Wicker, in Wicker Park, Wicker. Um, along Division, and uh, lights out on Division Street. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that reference. But we'll talk it's a about song it. by a band called Thursday. Oh, nice! Which I didn't tomorrow. know that. Which Shout out tomorrow. to Thursday. Shout out to tomorrow. Thursday. Shout out to tomorrow. Shout out to tomorrow. I partied with them one time over at a uh, Beat Kitchen. Did, Did you really? Yeah. Name That's drop. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> they told us their band was breaking up because one of them had cancer. Oh, we're like. Oh, you just brought it down. Yeah, that's... Way to bring the mood down. My eh? buddy... It was uh, the guitarist John Nolan from Taking Back Sunday was playing with Thursday in an acoustic tour and his other band called Gabriel the Marine. Oh, I was going to say it was another day of the week in another band name. But. Yeah, but yeah, we were at party with them afterwards and it was like awesome night and then my buddy and the lead singer from Thursday were having this like intense conversation you could tell at the end of the bar uh-huh. and he come, my buddy Esai comes back and he's like, dude... They're breaking up. Either him or somebody else in the band has cancer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Man. I'm like, oh, shit. all right. And they Did just, you ever dude, hear sad. from them or no, read about them? No, they just or? disappeared in the, in the night. Damn, They're still banned, so I guess someone... Maybe someone replaced them? I don't know. Dude, that's we'll sucks. find out. That would be horrible. Eh? You're like, oh, guys, we're going to have to break this up. Was I've got like, cancer. This was like eight years ago. And then oh, like, and then dude, turns out... just like recent. No. Turns, turns out they don't need you. <laughs> they just replace you with someone else. I mean, not that I feel bad, but it's just like... 
but yeah so i was i was at parlor along division and um the, the waitress we had i don't know if she was particularly i mean she was she was brand new this was her first day wow but you know I, it was like fine dining service that we got from her oh really she was like our beck and call and you know how you know how sometimes she's she's obviously been a waitress before because she was so slick but mm. you know how sometimes people come over just that one time too often yeah. right and it gets to the butt you've got half a pizza in your mouth and you're like no i'm fine i promise but like she was just obviously waiting until we were really close to finishing our drinks she'd come mm. over another round guys she was like is there any recommendations i can make blah blah blah, blah. and i was like this is the future of service, baby. Yeah, right. It's the future you. of service. It's going to be like it's, they're giving you experiential advice so on the on the restaurant rather than just helping you out, you know. Well, how is it different than having a physical menu in front of you? Oh no, I'm just I'm just saying that like I don't think waitresses or waiters will be. Do you think they'll be will more... be obsolete? Okay, I don't either, yeah. you know I think the the menu is important, right? But I uh, I think that like, you can control the menu. You can control the menu and everything. So the, the one thing that I saw that I found going out just to get it you read and you hear you read and you hear but you haven't experienced anything yet so you're making your decision based on what you're hearing and reading what so, do you mean so okay like with with chicago opening up this last this past week chicago phase four you know so you, you know you opened up okay great <clears throat> or when we went to fountainhead when bobby opened up so in order to really take advantage not really take advantage because it's you know they're back on they're back online but they're not fully back online so his buying is different his kitchen is different his whole operation is different yep so um well he even adjusts his menu too. yeah so you you have to because now you're giving these people an hour and a half to two hours but you're seating everyone at the same time why not stagger that seating mm. because now when you have call it 30 people ordering all at once who's getting their food first it's it's still first first come first serve so if i got my food in before you got your food in i'm getting my food in before you and if you got your food in before the other i mean you, you yeah what, what if you in the future someone's could be, not, you could be ordering the short end of the stick in a sense where they're going to eat their food yeah and have to leave immediately after and not be able to enjoy anything or even order a cocktail to go because yeah. it's not staggered enough where you dig what i'm saying so, well, <coughs> with that is so are you saying the QR code is helpful or the QR code is helpful because if I, I think it it eliminates well well I it's only I, if you're placing orders from the QR from correct, the, yeah from the QR but because I know some places are talking about even potentially you have the availability to order your food before you even come yes, yeah that's what that's so where I feel the QR would be helpful or even all, already on the menu like here's here's then, a confirmation for your your um, that's like postmates though essentially like you're just going to the you're basically just going to the place to probably drink and to eat so you don't have to do it sure obviously that's why you go to dinner well, the reason I mean, why that's you go what dinner. you go out to dinner but period. you also go out to dinner for atmosphere too well you do but I think what the thing is too is like when you with the QR code this is where my point was I apologize hmm. um you make a reservation with your confirmation. Here's the menu. We recommend okay. you ordering pre, you know, ahead ahead of time, or here is the menu already before you. So that makes so instead of taking 10, 15 minutes of brute, the peruse are already shortened menu, mm -hmm. which is eating away at your two hour time. Okay. Already have it in, you know, already you turn up. It. You can say this is what yeah. we want. Bang, bang, here's bang. What but I then, want beforehand. So <laughs> if you're, are you talking about that? If you order from. The QR code, or you still have to order from a waiter and waitress? I still think you need to order. I think, well, okay, here's what I'm, that's where it's confusing. Because are you trying to alleviate time yeah, from to, the person? I'm looking at, at it from a time perspective. 
because now yes. we only have two per only right. two hours. And really, it's and probably less than that. Yeah, because they need Cause to kind of switch you around. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. So what do you do? I mean, I think you need to, you know, depending on your space. I mean, mm. a QR code is great if you just want to have it on your phone. Great. Here's this is I experienced it at Summer House Santa Monica and Stella Barra um, last week. Where here's your QR code. It wasn't working properly for me, so I okay. lost 15 minutes right there trying to make the fucking thing work. Right? Did yeah. no one come over? It and... wasn't their fault. I was doing it incorrectly. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? So but was that, human like, error can. Really... And I'm not trying to blame anybody, but was there somebody coming around? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was it was done perfectly from the moment I walked in to the moment I sat down to the moment I ordered. Except my human error ate away 15 minutes of my t- my hour and a half. But I no waiter or waitress came over in that time frame. Waiter, waiter was already there. Now, here's where space becomes factor. Because I was where I was seated, that waiter had three tables. Okay. And we were all sat at the same time. So my 15-minute goof-up actually gave them a head So start. here's a question. You know what I'm saying? Here's, here's an uh, idea. He was always like, do you understand the menu? Can I help you with yeah. this? You, you know, okay, that's what you want to – great, fabulous. He entered it for me right there on his um, – remote pad yeah. that he had in hand and then um slap something on my table and then and i was for the food runners for the food runner to recognize what table is what <clears throat> it was it's it's it could be an extravagant system it could be very basic as a qr code um, but it depends on what type of place you were before as far as right. service level and then what type of place you've had to adjust that in order to accommodate the time, but at the same time accommodate what you're accustomed to and so expectations. The, the staff still has to adjust to it all, obviously. Oh, everyone has to adjust to it. And even as the consumer, you have to adjust to it. Right. In a lot of places, like you mentioned, the girl um, at uh, Parlor, she was new, not new to the industry, but people would be switching, uh, switching positions from place to place yeah. because certain places are not opening up that. positions. Yeah. They shut down, or yeah. that pe- a lot of people are just going to be like, "Hey, I'm going to take that welfare check and stay on that because I make more on a base salary than I do at a restaurant." Yeah, yeah. welfare check's kind of harsh. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you said welfare check. <laughs> What's it called? It's <laughs> called an unemployment check. That's two. <laughs> so a welfare check is when someone you think someone's dead and they're in the house and you go out. It's a welfare check. Oh right? my god. Well, I do. So I, I why, why I said welfare check is people that are too lazy to go back to work because they make more money sitting on the couch. That's so per, anyway, per case before yeah. we before we get into that, before we get into <laughs> sorry. That, here's a, here's a real unemployment here, check. Here's a real thought, okay? But maybe from now, you know, maybe that this is this is going to be another way of generating revenue and capital for these restaurants. Let's say that you're a restaurant and you have and you and everybody goes to QR codes because that's the way it's going. It looks like absolutely everybody's going to go to QR codes. Let's say everybody goes to QR codes. Mm-hmm. Let's say that you go to the best restaurant in the city. Right. Mm-hmm. What happens if when you scan that QR code, you you watch a two, three second? I mean, obviously it wouldn't happen in what a fine dining. P- what if porn comes up? Great. Oh, hopefully it's me. Maybe. Dinner, and, dinner and a show. Doing this. Yeah, that's not wrong with that. Um, <laughs> dinner and a show. Wrong cheeks to grab, sweetheart. <laughs> that's that comes up on the dessert menu QR code. Oh, oh sorry, 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 sorry. Dinner and a show. So, um. <laughs> But what, what if, what if, obviously it wouldn't happen in fine dining because I think fine dining will actually keep paper menus. I think they'll keep that that Again, physical. Th- yeah, because there's a level of of, of like service a, that right. their establishment is. There, right? yeah. that well, I mean, 
mean, but it's like at Parlor Pizza, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. people aren't going to care. But like, say you go to a really, really nice steakhouse, people are going to, or I personally think that people are going to want the big menu with all the options and right. like to skim through Especially the wine list. You, and you have to think about people of certain ages too that can't read off their phone, you know, that their eyes just aren't. Yeah. I know I have had that problem. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you can zoom in, but then you kind of lose, the you, cent- you lose yeah. part of the text as well. So, but what what if what if places at like parlor touchless? I mean, say they get say they they, they get rammed up every night and they're full every single night. What if what's to stop a company? Let's just pick a random beer company. Say something that we never drink like Miller High Life. Hmm. Let's. What if what, what's to stop them from them putting a two two second advertisement on the, or, oh. on the on the QR code? That's a great point. Or even, even, and this is the other thing that I was thinking about, right? As QR codes begin to develop, right? And you go into a cocktail bar and mm-hmm. you scan the QR code. What's to stop it from every single cocktail is actually a link, a hyperlink to a video <laughs> of, of someone explaining the drink. Mm-hmm. So you know how now previously, and this was something that I was thinking about today. Previously. I don't think if you're sharing this information. It's your virtual Facebook but, uh, no, no, no! You're coming up with really good ideas that I think people are going to steal. Uh, no, no. I mean, well, I mean, you know. Um, well, nobody listens to the podcast. <laughs> so, uh, or me, and a lot of people can't understand me, so it's solid. Hmm. But here, here's what I was thinking. We're huge right? in Scotland. No, I think you were pretty clear about that idea. <laughs> <laughs> the, this, 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 um, this thing was really interesting to me today as I was thinking about it. I was waiting for Megan at parlor. She was, she's got a beautiful Harley hey, Davidson. She hey, was parking it. Jim Beam is listening. Oh, Jim Beam's listening in the car. Um, and uh, and so what I was thinking about was this actually might be really really good for the whiskey industry because if I if I owned a whiskey bar now mm-hmm. let's say that I am running drum bar I would make my menu totally interactive and what I would do is that if people like normally people that come to the bar they can see Shauna or Siobhan and they can get this amazing education right from the word of these guys now if if I'm doing this I would just be like do you know what actually from now on, anybody that scans my QR code menu, every anytime they tick, they click Aberlauer, or mm-hmm. anytime mm-hmm. they're looking through the menu, there's a, going to be a little eye for information at the side of every drink. You click the eye, and on the phone comes Shauna from my bar mm-hmm. onto your phone and says, "Hi there, Jake Cucky, or "Hi there, hi there, welcome to Drum Bar. My name's Shauna. I'm one of the bartenders here. You've clicked on Aberlauer 12. Aberlauer 12 is a double cask matured single malt Scotch whiskey. We mature it in both." bourbon barrels and Oloroso sherry barrels please enjoy it's got light notes of vanilla honey and a bit of citrus fruits uh you know like lime and lemon right bang out yeah. and then What's people people are gonna now so that and then that's what i was thinking that is going to be something that the bar becomes an experience of mm. so then what happens is there's a connection there right that guy says oh my god i just i just saw that girl on my phone talking mm. to me about this whiskey he goes over and he says Oh, you know, I, I I saw your description of the Aberlour Twelve or the Star Wars or or the Union Horse, whatever it might be. I saw this description. I actually really really liked it, and it convinced me to buy it. Have you got any more recommendations like that? Yeah, you're in. I like that idea a hell of a lot too, and even it can make your menu more simplistic. Where instead of having like an old fashioned and listing four more lines of ingredients, mm-hmm. you can just hold it down and the ingredients pop up. Uh, again, it's like that way you can have more cocktails. Like think about Danny over at King of Cups, where his cocktail menu is so huge, but it's also pretty extensive too, and they put pretty good detail into what's inside of each cocktail. Well, it, it brings out that more experience, and too with them, fully interactive. They're a, they're a very experience. playful bar where they you're literally you walk in and you're sitting 
right next to the bartenders. You have to go up to order. There's no waiters or waitresses. You have to go up to the bar and interact with those three guys that are there to get your drinks. Yeah. That could be a very, uh, I think, lucrative idea, turning in that into an app. So, Graham, uh, shh. Maybe that's maybe that's our maybe that's where we're going, guys. That's where we maybe that's where Keen the Lake. We the make Keen the Lake becomes an act because it's literally a key into the insights of your. Menu. It's key to the bar, which is essentially what's been tossed <laughs> into, into the, the lake. lake of your mind. Into the lake, into the lake of your mind. Into an abyss. Beam, if you're listening to me right there, I'll shoot you if you steal that. Idea. Shoot you. Yeah. But it's been Making interesting. Death threats now in the podcast. Looking at different types. So break the other leg. What, what <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, producer? She's probably. Oh. <laughs> she's around the corner. <laughs> she fell asleep once again producing the podcast. But have you have you guys gone to like different uh, you know on prems? Yeah, I've been. I mean, do, I've been regular bars, dive bars, yeah, neighborhood bars, loving it, man. A little bit. Yeah. Ilsh, Clark Street Ale House. I went to because I heard that it was all walk up, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to check that out. I mean, walk up like it's it's first come first serve. Oh, really wanted to check out how that was working. They have obviously the patio in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like they they were even letting people bring their dogs and stuff. Oh, nice! And they have uh, partitions between all the tables. They aren't like they're not like walled partitions, but they, yeah, they're, they're just plastic. Like little, yeah, like crisscrossed bits of garden fencing, basically. Oh, and so it looks really really nice. Um, and the so that was really good. I've went. I've been to Kerry Man several times, purely because they do these boneless wings that are in the buffalo sauce. Oh my god! Even my mouth's just watering thinking about it. Or maybe that's the spaghetti. Um, spaghetti, dry spaghetti. Where else have I been? I've been. I've been to a bunch of places, man. And you know, I'm so impressed by the industry, the Chicago industry, the Chicago bar industry's ability to be you know responsive and versatile yeah. or versatile Adaptable, as yeah. you guys would say yeah but versatile in, in this in this environment you know i agree i i I've, I've been very positive about it within myself and i think i'm pretty sure i've expressed it when we get together but i really feel that this a, good, a lot of good things will come of this i think really allows not only just our industry but many other industries and just people alone just really find that pivoting point where it's just like oh we can adjust yeah. it's just a matter of Maybe do we really need to sit outside, or do we? Do you really feel safe at the places you go to? Yeah. So far that I've been, that I've experienced, yes. But we also, I think, we're three people that don't really mind if we're a foot or two away from people either. No, no, you're. I think you're. Uh, I think that's. I, I think that's major. I think that's a very good right. point that you hit on. I think that's huge because not everyone, not everywhere. I mean, because of the current phase four, twenty five percent of capacity right. versus. Uh, the outdoors, which is 50 people or 50% of your uh, outdoor capacity, whichever comes first. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that allows um, one to really test their own limitation. Do I feel comfortable being two feet away opposed to six feet away opposed to me just passing them on the way to the the restroom or not, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think if, if you execute what Kevin's been able to execute at Beguile, I mean, mind you, this is an outdoor space. Like, it's a huge outdoor space. And it's a big outdoor yeah. space from the pictures that I've seen. Um, right. Like he's, just knowing that space, period. You he's know, probably using 40% of that space. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it could be done. It just takes everyone's cooperation. Right. It takes everyone's part. And do you think that patrons are coming back in the appropriate response? Or do you think people are being still a little bit rude or entitled to what we had in the past, not acknowledging that we've really come through a very large shift in this industry. Well, large shift in society overall, society overall but also correct, yeah. when it's speaking of this industry, 
It's different. It's completely different. It's completely different. And I, I don't know if this is going to come out the right way, but I think it depends it. how old you are. <laughs> I agree 100%. I think people that are under I think people that are under 30 have a completely different mentality. Yeah. Um Yeah. I mean, look at what happened in Wrigleyville over the weekend. It's a fucking mess. You see those you pictures? Know. Yeah. People just standing in lines on the standing sidewalk. In lines. No no yeah. face mask, no half nothing. Half of them with maybe maybe more or less half with or without. And I it mean, it seems like I mean, I don't want to get this completely wrong, but uh it's technically 50 people per space. So some of those bars are technically four bars in one bar. That's true. They can have people. Yeah, sections. Yeah. Sections, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they can have 50 people on the rooftop, 50 people in Downstairs. the open bar, 50 people in the bar area. Mm-hmm. So, but then how do you manage those people from space to yeah. space? Um, is the big question. Thanks. Yeah. I think it's, it's, I feel. And that's why I think Kevin and I were discussing that a lot because yeah. the weekend before. The patio was re- the patios were able to come out, and the dine out series was, was um, first done in Lakeview. Uh, people in, and it was the same. It was a day after that cocktails ago were official were passed uh-huh. or said they would be passed, but not officially signed in. Gotcha. Bars in Wrigleyville were already selling beers and cocktails to go, Which and people were walking yeah. around. It wasn't yeah. wasn't crazy packed. It was mostly it looked the people mostly working at the bars, friends of people working this? at the bar, Wrigleyville, and. I saw those it's not. Today. It's, it's not. Fucking it, I guess it's not the cops' jobs to stop them from drinking, walking around. There's actually commissioners that are. Um, that is their job title to stop open, like open containers, essentially walking around in public. Kevin was actually telling me about this. Oh, he's become very close with uh, people in the mayor's office. Good. Yeah, <laughs> that's very good. Yeah, absolutely. Not surprised, but good. Yeah, he's always been uh, very keen yeah. to individual to the uh, neighborhood politics, community politics. Very sad. He's very astute to everything right. around him. So, um, but yeah, it was already. You could see the inklings of the madhouse beginning, essentially, and, <laughs> and it was fully present this weekend. Yeah, um, and that yeah. was what happened on St. Patrick's Day too. It was the only area of town that really just didn't kind of shut down. Um, going back to that, the very beginning of the whole pandemic. Yeah. Not saying they caused it or anything like that. No, I agree. I mean, and that's the thing. Like you know, we can't put blame on the establishments down Clark Street or anything for from last week's um, right. situation. I didn't witness it. I just well, saw pictures. So yeah, and like, it wasn't just that. I mean, it was also you know, they. They had a pride parade. I mean, they had a makeshift pride. I mean, yeah. I was I live essentially in Boys Town, and mm-hmm. I don't really see uh, the point of people just getting drunk in the street when <laughs> during a pandemic. <laughs> if we're trying to contain it all, so I think yeah, you know, I think the bottom line for me, you know, I I'm not really worried about. I'm not honestly. I'm I'm really not worried about the distancing thing. It for me, the big On thing a is the. Level? the Sorry. On a personal level? No. Uh, well, personal level, I'm not worried about anything really, but that's my age. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's just the situation I'm in. But for us as, as collective, my my big thing is like, if you're with people you don't know, mm-hmm. put a mask on. Right. That's that like, I, yeah. I think. Act I, as if. Act I don't as know. If everyone I don't know, has that shit. I don't know if you guys saw, but they released. And I'm, we, we, I know that we've, for three months of quarantine, we keep talking about articles and things that we've seen on the internet and all this bullshit. But I saw this thing that was just basically a doctor coughed, oh, yeah. talked, and sang, and it was different um, petri dishes. Yep. The difference when he sang into the petri dish with a mask on for, a for minute, one right? minute, yeah. and it was it was less than when he was talking and and not wearing a mask like there was no spread of anything there mm-hmm. now when you look at it when he's not wearing a mask 
there are, the petri dishes are a mess yeah like the the there's not there's like particles and bacteria and virus or not virus and that's but on, it's a, all bacteria. on a two inch petri dish think about everything going Out, sideways yes. at, with wind and air and, yeah and you know and this was something that i was talking about the other day i think that people are really jumping on texas that i, th- I think is actually a little bit unfair oh yeah for several reasons first first of all Texas is a humongous place. Like, it's essentially a country in and of itself, right? Um, they still see themselves as. Yeah. yeah. And the other, thing as well, the other thing as well was all these southern states are getting a really bad rap, but I think what people have forgotten, and then we're going to start to see now in Chicago, is that a lot of these southern states have had are going to have had aircon on for the last six months. Mm. And here in Chicago, you're starting to see it now. And that's that's basically if you're if you're coughing in the air, whatever it might be, that air is just getting circulated around the whole room, right? Mm-hmm. By the aircon. Whereas you know, obviously, up until Chicago, at places like Chicago, we haven't seen that until now because it's getting fucking hot as fuck. Has this been scientifically proven? No, no. <laughs> but like, but the air, but the aircon is essentially going to move the like it's going to push the air around, isn't it? Within your space. Within your space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Like, so if you're inside, then but right now every bar has to have the open windows anyway but not well and that was why the thing with texas was obviously was an issue because they were all fully they're just enclosed yeah it was all enclosed spaces but you know i i I do feel that the mask thing is the most important thing like you know and and at the end of the day like it's the i think it's the least obtrusive thing that's that we can do that's really going to hurt this virus like i think all the other stuff like Six feet social distancing, um, you know, closing bars, closing small businesses, all this stuff's really like obstructive to the way that we live our mm-hmm, lives. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I genuinely believe that, yes, the mask, it makes you warm. It's a bit of a pain in the arse, but. You can buy a $10 cooling mask on Amazon and it's good to go for. <laughs> like, but guys, like, if that means that we can get small businesses beguile brewing like mm-hmm. you know these pl- places like this if we can get these places back up and running purely by having everyone wearing a mask <laughs> yeah because right now you're seeing the 25 percent capacity it's not worth a lot of bars to open up it's not it's yeah. just not because the costs yeah. right right it's well just it's, not. it's space 25 uh, percent of calling a dive bar yeah <laughs> what opposed to a 25 percent and that's what eight people maybe yeah. some places you what I'm yeah saying? i mean it's all space and that's and see that's the thing it's what was what I always love and always brag about Chicago is like we've got things for, we have every we have something for everybody. A hundred percent, I well, love that about the city. When it comes to a bar, restaurant, hmm. or whatever may be the case, I think we have something for everybody. And but regretfully, you know, not a spaghetti. You know, oh, spaghetti so fucking good. You know, it's just space is, is the thing. So if you have a small dive bar that sits, as you said, Jake, eight people, uh, 12 people, you can only have 20. But no, it's not worth for me opening that up. No, it's not. Only places that really this makes sense for are places that have 22 yeah. to 5,000. Like parlor. Parlor is a perfect example. Yeah. Where but you have a built-in outdoor patio. Parlor was built. Parsons yeah. chicken and I mean, I, Parsons. I know, I, 100%. Yeah, I know that. I know it's. I know it wasn't That's built for quarantine, it, but it was built for quarantine. The only thing they're still um, maxed out at fifty people. Still, That's, though, yeah. You know, fifty people. You know, e- you know, eating chicken. You know, a, a seventeen-dollar chicken wing. Yeah, and I won't right? personally share their business, but like you said to AJ, it's their numbers. They did that yeah. first weekend. That's 
pretty huge I mean, for considering. Uh, Apparently, it was what 20, 25 people. At the most. Well, they got the do- they had the window seating too. Yeah, where's that place? Seat. Where's that place that does a really good uh, bird's nest? Yeah, oh, I went uh, there. I went there, man, and yeah, it I was can't like, you didn't call us. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't even know you guys. That was knew. our that was our old meeting spot. That our really, spot. that was original key in the make key in the lake meeting spot. Was, um, yeah. Well, my, a really good friend of mine, Alex, he's actually getting into whiskey himself now. He's 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 got his friends on Aberlour and. He's he's the perfect example of like converting uh, someone from a beer drinker or a white claw drinker to to like whiskey and cocktails and things like that. <laughs> he was he's all about the beer and don't get me wrong. I feel like, I, a, love I feel like a spaghetti with a white claw would be pretty good. Shut up. Do you want to slap him or shall I? No, you can slap him. I slapped himself, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. And we're back. We're back. (laughs) So Sorry. He's okay. He's okay. okay. We woke ourselves up there, ladies and gents. We all had to... Jay had to slap himself. Um, But one of the things that I was impressed with at the bird's nest was that like the sheer amount of food that was coming out. Like we actually said that to the waitress. I was like, it looks like you guys are bringing out food every other every other time you're coming out mm-hmm. you know usually people yeah. where's their space at on the sidewalk on, on the, the sidewalk, sidewalk man yeah. and it's like really long and that's not was not intention was that there before i don't know that was my first time i never saw it i don't remember yeah right, but they, they have tables by the wall and tables on the edge of the pavement mm-hmm. all the way down <laughs> to the end of the building and she was saying that it's been mental i bet like the, they were closed for the whole time they didn't do takeout yeah. She just she just said that like Why she was they like didn't dude take like out either? Uh-uh. oh I didn't know that she was saying that every time every t- people are coming and every single person is doing a bowl of wings themselves like it's all yeah. I don't she's like I don't know if people are showing love the tips are up at 30 40 percent yeah like it's that's and that's why I wish the bartenders that um decided to stay on unemployment not welfare uh, <laughs> <laughs> stay on unemployment sorry about the mistake earlier uh, um. We're still learning, ladies and gentlemen. I wish they knew that because people are tipping really well. <laughs> I, I've been like, accidentally tipping while like, on yeah. even just go to do uh, pickup. But you're still like, tipping like 15 yeah. to 18%. You you're like, why, why am I tipping yeah. these people? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, tipping, you know, just tipping on your credit card is different than when you tip in cash. Right. You know, just, you know, to remind everybody. So if you can tip in cash, tip in cash is much better for them, actually. Uh, but at the same time, you know, in times like this, when their unemployment is based on what they come, what is reported, those those tips on credit cards actually count against with, them. Against them, you know. So it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, because they have to claim them. Because they have to claim because the business will. Right. So it's just I try to like, tip in cash at restaurants if I have it on me. Yeah, if I have cash, I, mean, I always have cash. But you know. Yeah, that's the thing is nice. like you know bars like um, bars that you know haven't really opened up yet, but Sportsman's for example, it's mm-hmm. cash only and. It's uh, I mean, it's not cash only. You can pay with your card, yeah. Because I think it's a legal thing now. I think you, I think you have Is to. It? I don't know, I, but I presume that you have to be able to pay with. I'm cards. not sure any there's place op- still, operates without a POS system these still, days. Yeah, there's still cash only places. A lot of diners. Um, a lot of diners, and so yeah. there's there all the signs on the wall will say cash only. Mm-hmm. And when I was speaking to the guy, <laughs> one of the guys that runs that place, he was essentially saying, um. They they put those signs up purely because they were thinking about the, the staff. Yeah. It's like right. we put those signs up because we know that the staff can get away a little bit with a little bit more cash. They cut Shh. Yeah, sorry. The IRS is watching at the end of the year listening. IRS. Um, you know, they get they get away with a lot more, you know, because one of the guys I work with, um uh he who sh- he sh- he who shall not be named, I won't I won't name and shame him on here, but he was telling me the other day that when he was a waiter at a high-end restaurant, and I'll tell you guys which one it is after, 
he was pulling a hundred grand a year jesus because of the tips and he didn't claim any of them and this was 10 years ago right so restaurant like a steakhouse uh, it was like a high-end restaurant yeah and he was he was like i was making 100 grand a year easily jeez and a lot of it's just cash in hand yeah yeah it's wild but he was saying that he was saying that one there was there were some nights when like a corporate company comes in, and there's fifty people, yeah, and with the wine and the booze and oh. all the drinks, like all the cocktails on a company card, yeah, all the company cards come out, the tips, and he said that he could do a table of fifty himself, like he was a really solid waiter, yeah. and he would say at the end of the night there would be massive credit card tips, but then also people would be, you know, twenty yeah. bucks. Everybody was giving them twenty bucks in yeah. his hand. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks, man. There's you know? uh, certain people that I have dined with that may or may not have the same last name as me that whenever we leave a restaurant and they pay, I have to go up to the waiter and give them an extra 20 in cash. <laughs> Do they force you? No. It's like, no, you just, you I just, just know. Yeah, you I'm just like, know. Yeah. Like, yeah, we don't do 15% anymore. It's gone up a little bit. Yeah, and like, that uh, person uh, works really hard. And <laughs> for all the reasons we just talked about too. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's <so> funny. <laughs> oh, fucking Iowa. <laughs> Kirk Ferentz. I need to, I need to go back to Iowa, man. Not right now. The highlight lounge just closed. I know that. Well, that what would be the, the point? Only, what would the point? That would be the only reason the I would go. Lounge closed. Yeah, six. Their, six of their nine <laughs> staff got COVID. <laughs> it's not something to laugh about, but it's it, it, you know <laughs> they didn't shut. So they never did shut. Down. I don't I don't think they had the mask policy. I don't think there was anything. Going they never on. shut down as a state. They never actually had a quarantine. That's wild, eh? Yeah. Scotland, Scotland. In the last five days, one death. That's good. Big ups to Nicola Sturgeon. Nicola, if you're listening to this, um, can you sponsor us, please? <laughs> if he's listening to this, Practically he should probably be doing some other things with his life. She, she, Nicola. Oh, she can sponsor. She, great politician, great lady. What a, what a dame. <laughs> Do you know who's a big fan of Nicola Sturgeon? Everton. Michael Donnell. No, Michael Donnell. I should have known. Mark, that Mike. bastard. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Oh. Shout, out, shout out to Michael Donnell and Leslie O'Donnell, my mum and dad. They were supposed to arrive in Chicago yesterday. What? Ah, For sucks. Britney's birthday? <laughs> no. or was it two days ago that I was supposed to arrive <laughs> no it was actually for Bobby Bonilla day no <laughs> um, Bobby Bonilla and Michael Donald the two names we've dropped most in this day but yeah my family was supposed to be coming to visit and like I sent my dad a message just now being like, don't tell mom, but I'm so sad that they couldn't have come because this time of year, like Chicago is, ladies and gentlemen, if you've never been to Chicago, don't dare come in the winter. Like, don't don't come between, well, if you're coming in the winter, come at Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. Because it's cool. There's a lot of Christmas stuff to do. Yeah. But if you are, if you're thinking about Chicago between the, between the end of May and the middle of September, or the, even the end of September. Uh, give, it, give, it, give, it, give it June 1. Don't say end of May. You never know. Yeah, because yeah, it rains. Come on, man. Let's be May. fair, bro. Oh, we've had... I've, I've been wearing a winter coat on May 25th before. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> very true, very true. So... The layers still are on. Um, but I cannot believe how beautiful this city is mm. in the summertime. Like, yeah. the other night there, I cycled up here. So Friday night... Was it Friday night I cycled up here? Saturday. We determined that earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> anyway, 
Saturday, I cycled up here. No, wait. That was Wednesday or Thursday you cycled here. Anyway, whenever I cycled up here. Yeah, it was. It was a, it was a weekday. Yeah, because it was the first time I was coming to see yeah. the place. Um, but so I, I cycled up here and on the way up, I was just looking around and I was like, first of all, the architecture looks so beautiful. Like the yeah, city, the skyline is yeah. beautiful with the sun and like the fade and the, like the, you know, the sun going down. Oh my God. The lake is incredible. I finally started getting out to the lake. Like I didn't really get out there um, when I first got out here. And that is amazing. There's Not- many keys in the lake. <laughs> I bet there is. And I bet there's everything in that lake. And, um, it's clean right now. And man, like just walking the streets, everybody's out. Their summer hats are on, shades, sc- shorts, shirts, shades, as Adele would say. And man, like it, I'm so chuffed to be, I'm so happy to be here. Like, fat or skinny Odell? Um, I like the fat Odell. I think it's Adele. Adele. Not shit. Odell. Well, oh. Odell Beckham. <laughs> I don't uh, think he's ever been fat. You seen the signs that guy? A-D-E-L-E. I like when people are healthy. So good for her. I mean, I I think I think that she was obviously she was obviously beautiful before, right? But mm, now she's she a, gorgeous. Now she's objectively she beautiful, yeah. hot. Like now I'm like yeah. I'm like, come on, she Adele. Was Can she still sing? I presume I would so. Assume so. I don't think I don't it affects think a lot of people that way. And really? What, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Aretha Franklin? Sure. I don't know. I was Let's, just chucking yeah. things out there. Yeah. Blues Brothers. She, oh, was, yes, she, was, she was really cool in uh, Blues Brothers. Yeah, when John Belushi got skinny because of cocaine, then he died. He couldn't <laughs> sing very well. Oh, man. Phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal man, though. Isn't it crazy he died like 40 years ago? Yeah. That's weird. I, mean, I, wasn't, I wasn't even alive when he... You were you, obviously, but it's weird. I mean, he was, he was brilliant, though, wasn't he? You know? Yeah. I was actually... Uh, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Where are you? Like, 2020 as a year. Great year. By, fu- by far, by far the longest year I've ever been a part of. It's not even over yet. Bro. It's not even I, halfway we're, over. We're, it's <laughs> halfway. <laughs> it's halfway. We are halfway. Dude. We are halfway. Kobe died four months ago. That seems like a year ago. Yeah. Like, do you, do you guys remember, like, yes, the, the anniversary his anniversary? No, the Key in the Lake anniversary? The one-year anniversary? Yeah, that was yeah, in January. How long ago does that feel? February, boys. How long ago does that feel? It was right around... Five years? I think it was. Ago. I think, I think, I think actually it was the same weekend that Kobe died. I think that was Friday. He got killed on... End of January was he died. Oh, uh, yeah. No, no, no. It was later. It was, week, it was a weekend it was after. after. Yeah. It was after. I think it was weekend after. You're right. But, after. guys, that feels like... No, months Three ago. years ago. I feel like I've been in Chicago for I, a know, decade. One of the things that... Keep, I, well, we're approaching 100 episodes. Yeah. I so, heard that there might be a centennial party. I think we mentioned that at number hour the, three. <laughs> episode, episode, episode number 100 should just be My called goal for The Centurion. And we should have to take 100 shots of high life. Well, I know that we won't be allowed to travel over to the UK as Americans. But hopefully the UK people will be able to travel over to America. So I want to have everybody on the pod, has been on the podcast to be at the party. So we need Graham, the Dornick guys, to fly over from Scotland. How long? How long away? How far away are we? Well, from we can plan this out. So we'll be. This is eighty six right now as we're recording. Yeah, eighty five was Bob. Um, Bob. One, Bob's way. Bob's next on, Bob's coming on next Thursday again. Oh, so we're, he's, he's likes state it. State of the opening. Yeah. State of the. Um, ah, nice. Also, uh, hopefully, we try to get Kevin on Kevin. and before this week is over, and a few other people uh, have reached out. A lot of people have reached out. I just. I don't want to do Zoom and Skypes anymore. Nah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'd rather just sit with us three in a room than 
a stranger on Skype. Yeah. Or someone that I know, but other than like the Blum brothers, like, all right, let's just fucking get drunk and pop <laughs> whiskey. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, if I know him really well, I'll do it, you know, also with, uh, with Joe too from, uh, J Henry and sons. Henry, yeah. But so we could, if we could, if we would do like, I'm not really doing two episodes a week right now, but we're le- obviously doing one, sometimes two. We could technically be there in two months. So, September first, yeah, Labor Day oh, weekend. Labor Day weekend would be cool. Um, potentially, with that, uh, we could release the hundredth episode. 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 Uh, episode man, episode, I would love episode. it if, like, if somehow things change. I mean, it's probably not going to change, but I mean, think about what you're asking for things to change. I think people have always in two months. One of the things that I've noticed about people when they when I talk to them about how they're, hey, how you doing? How you doing? Whatever, blah 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 small you know the pleasantries i think people are achieving a proper work-life balance now more than oh, before even this happened a hundred percent so it's one of the things that i was thinking one about. of the benefits of it I suppose, yeah you know? i mean because you know i always i was always one you know people were like oh you need a proper work band life balance i'm like look life is life Work's involved. Your life's involved. It's up to you to, yes, to have a proper balance, you know. But that can't really apply to everybody. So yeah. I'm always like, life is that. That's what life is made up of, you know, work and life and so on and so forth and everything else. But I really, what I've noticed a lot about people, even when I see them in person or talk to them over the phone or via Zoom or text, is that they talk about all that they have accomplished all that they have done, um, which all sounds very positive to me because other than that, you would probably maybe hear, oh, I wish I can do that, I wish I can do that. But these are people that are actually achieving certain things. So I think people are, and I think companies and corporations um, are realizing that, hey, these people don't need to come to this big grand space we call Yeah, the, the office, office. The office yeah. thing is changing, right? In order to... Uh, to you know what I'm saying, um, you know to do work, so they're gonna save money there. A lot of uh, I, I I would imagine right now that all Fortune 500 companies right now are looking at their infrastructure. Why would you ever go back to an office? Yeah, I mean, and it's like obviously work's being done and it's being done from home. So I mean, I think I think proper work life balance is being achieved now more than ever beforehand. So I, I think agree. that's uh, yeah, I, I'm totally on board with that. I, I don't think I've. It's not charging. Um, I don't think I've taken enough, like, I guess, like, enjoyment of the fact that I felt We're like I was guilty. Yeah. Where I'm not. I know I, I know I haven't. I haven't done anything unless I. <laughs> let me report this. No, I've just, I've still been working. Yeah, but are you, like, but you're not putting in, like, the 10-hour days we used to, you know? No, like, no, no, we're not. I just and I feel guilty about that, or even it's hard to even do eight hours some days. Some some oh no. I'm, oh, I'm, it's hard to do eight hours. Period. Yeah, I, sometimes I stretch to five. I mean, although if I'm doing like I said been on this podcast too, and do you guys? I've been doing a lot of creative work, so when I get into a hole, like I'm doing a minute video right now of twenty five minutes I've shot. So I'm going through all that footage and editing yeah, it. Editing that's, it. That's days and days. That takes yeah. time. Right. That takes time. <laughs> yeah. Um, your damn voice is in the background of it sometimes, so I have to edit that out. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Marco! Marco! The flair bartender from Ecuador. Right? Is it Ecuador? Or is Ecuador. it Peru? 
El Peruano? Uh, one of the two. I can't remember. Oh, no, he's Ecuador. Ecuador, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ecuador. The charger's not charging. Oh, shit. Oh. Why is that? Um, must have a busted outlet. Oh, god damn. That's what you get with Lakeview Real Estate. <laughs> <laughs> Lakeview East. Um, no, I think, Wilson, how long have we got on the battery? Uh, we got about, yeah, let's go about 10 more minutes. Okay. We're already at 55. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Time flies, eh? Um, Time well, flies I when you're naked. <laughs> Excuse me? Excuse me? Don't ever get naked without me. In fact, anyone oh. listening to this podcast, if you ever think about getting naked, think of me. Okay? That'll make getting naked a little bit more fun. Um. Anyway, uh, I think that's a really, really good point. And I think that one of the biggest things is that, you know, in some ways, like, I feel that, I mean, COVID was, this was, this was never a good thing, right? There's never a good thing, but we're all trying to look for positives in what has been a really dark time. Correct. Yeah. And if there are any positives, I think one of those, one of the big ones is um, that, first of all, people are going to find more of a work-life balance now. Yeah. Because working from home, and don't get me wrong, working from home is difficult and some people will still choose to work from other places and that's great. But people like, People that spend all their time at the office and, you know, they want to see their kids more. This is the perfect opportunity for that. And don't get me wrong, sometimes they'll get sick of their kids and they'll go into the office. <laughs> um, but, like, there was there was a there was an, uh, an video on Reddit the other day about this news lady who was speaking on the news and her kid was in the background, right? And at first, the first few comments that I was reading in the video, like I didn't really understand because I thought they were watching something else and everyone was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Now the kid was being really disruptive and it was a really important <laughs> news segment. <laughs> but at the same time, there's something beautiful about the fact that that right. m- mother was was like given a really good news report and fending off a toddler. Do you know what I mean? She was like, it was honestly, talk about multitasking. A man would never have been able to do this. This lady is like looking after the kid with one hand and the kid's like, and like throwing shit and it's crazy. But she was still giving the news report and I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, before all this, that never would have happened, you know? And while obviously it's an important news segment, I get that and, you know, you don't really want the kid in there, but it's nice to be reminded that there's so many kids that, 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 would have had their parent like and obviously they're missing school and stuff but they would have spent so much time without their parents before this and they've just had three months straight where they get to spend time with dad or get to spend time with mom whereas mom usually was at, at, like working her second job or she was mm-hmm. in the office somewhere and she had a two-hour commute coming home and she gets shattered when she's back you know so those are those are some of the positives yeah. you know definitely some benefits to take out of all of this yeah i don't I mean, even i mean it's not been regretfully it hasn't been experienced by everybody but, yeah yeah you know, hopefully for as many as possible get a taste of it so then when they do go back to work if they have to go someplace well hopefully people don't have to go back to the office well i mean we don't know i mean we're still i think it was really interesting how what we were talking about this past weekend callum was about how our roles about our roles as ambassadors really shifting to almost as a contracted organizer yeah i mean my because we're seeing, well, which we haven't even got to. We barely talk about whiskey at all in this podcast. Um, if it's, your, if it's your first, if your first time listening, usually we talk more about the industry and whiskey. But uh, we've <laughs> talked a lot about the industry. We've talked about a lot of the, uh, the restaurant industry. Um, Bobby Bonilla, Bobby Bonilla, 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 Bonilla
we were talking about how most um, most distributors are cutting anywhere between 25-50% of their mm-hmm. on-premise sales staff or the sales staff that go into bars and restaurants to sell, to sell our whiskey, um, beer, and booze. So uh, with that, we're going to see our rules, I think, shifting to a little bit more on sales to help out our sales staff, even though we can't f- completely make that sale. But with them, we're bringing in more of the experience of what can we do as a brand Consultancy yeah, yeah. To, bring, uh, to bring to bring entertainment to the bars and bring entertainment to the restaurants with our with our positions. One, oh, sorry, go on. Mostly. So you're saying that that's what you feel you guys are gravitating or pivoting to? No, I th- for me it's been changed. It's been doing that for a bit. Yeah, for me, I think it's been a slow. It's been a slow burn. But one of the things that I was thinking about the other day, one of the reasons that I love being a BA so much, is that that's brand ambassador, folks. Oh, uh, sorry, yeah, brand ambassador. In, that's some inside baseball right there. <laughs> um, one of the reasons that I love it so much is that I get like, I get people's reactions. You know, like if I'm doing a tasting, I'll get the wee laugh, or I'll get like. Yeah. You get a you get a bit back and forth and to and fro with people, mm-hmm. but also now you know I think the difference is that like if you're doing a virtual tasting over Zoom or whatever it is, you don't quite get that same feedback. Um, but then what to what Jake's point was, you know, moving more towards this kind of rather than you know being in bars and being seen in bars and things like that i think it's going to be a little bit more towards the sales side like mm-hmm. spending more time with the okay. sales reps and okay. things like that See, that's that's where i'm a little confused because i was under the impression that you guys did like my my position although yeah i am a ba yeah it's more focused that way i'm focused you're on more sales, sales yeah. yeah yeah always I'm, has been always for you has yeah. Been, yeah i don't have a single sales kpi no, neither you do I. have a single sales KPI. Neither do I. Nope. God bless you guys. <laughs> well, that's God why bless I, my boss. Right. Well, and, uh, and then no, I, I'm not busting. No, no, no. I mean, like, I, no, not at all. I, I, I love him. I, I would, love I would that. never have been in this. I, I would never have taken this job if that was the case. Yeah. And you knew that. Yeah, I knew. Because um, there were some other companies that approached me about doing a brand ambassador brand works based on sales. And I'm like, no, I know no. I, I, that's just not me. Like, no, that's not me. And I, I know it's not me. I know I, I know it was right to turn those positions down, even though I could have made a lot more money at the time. But I knew I wouldn't have been good for the job because I'm just not a salesperson. I'm, I'm more of your – you're much more extroverted than I am, Callum. Um, Wilson, you're much more personable than I am. I just have more of like a creative mindset. Yeah, so it's, I don't think in sales. Like I, I always say like, hey, we got a cocktail on a menu and we sold you know five bottles at Benny's this week. Cool. That's, that's great. But they're like, why didn't you sell 10? Why are we not on three placements? And I'm like, <laughs> that's not for you. I'm like, well, I'm working on these accounts. I want to work on the accounts oh. that I can really like have that handshake, yeah. come in, have a hug pre-COVID. Um, (laughs) my my experience my experience i'm moving to your role now like that's where i want to go i think i will too yeah because what what's happening to me and and i'm really really grateful for it my boss gave me this opportunity that was going to be like that was that has literally just been go out into the united states go out into california last year and chicago this year speak to as many speak to everybody make a friend of everybody that's why you're here Talk to everybody. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Try my best. Talk to everybody. Make sure that everybody knows you're working for Abelara, and make sure everybody want to get cute, like become curious about Abelara. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, and obviously there are KPIs and tastings yeah. and trainings and all this kind of thing that's of attached course. to that. Yeah. But now, that's kind of given me the opportunity for me to see that 
because when I left university, I didn't. I looked down on sales in the sense that I was like, oh, I'd never want to be a salesman. Mm. Because in a salesman, in my head, was a car salesman. Right. Mm. And I um, sold cars. Uh, so that was that was in my head. You I, know, wa- like I the, wash cars. Like the the dad and Matilda, right? The dad and Matilda. You know, he, like oh, great movie. like you Danny know, DeVito. Danny DeVito, super glue. I can't remember his name though in the what in the film. Um, I remember the fat kid, Bruce. Bruce, <laughs> Bruce, <laughs> super gluing. So his his dad was super gluing fenders onto the cars, <laughs> and they would fall off when they came off the right. lot. And that was the idea I had of a salesman, right? One hundred percent. Um, you know, and, and that phrase, like a used car salesman, you know, that there were so many bad kind of emotive there ideas is, that I had of it. Of, yeah. But now, now I see, I see sales and I think, damn, like, yeah, that's exciting for me. Like, I'm very competitive. I'm very extroverted, like you say, and that's something that I'm interested in. So yeah. it's given me the opportunity to say, do you know what? I want to move more into that side and especially with whiskey and booze and liquor and <laughs> Hi, producer. Um, especially like in the Just whiskey industry. On by. You know? And I'd, I'd love to do that with Aberlour, but also I'd yeah. love to do that. I'd stay in a scotch or I'd even move to bourbons and, and just whiskey in general, you know. As you move to bourbon, I move to scotch. Who who would have, who would have thunk it? Oh, I definitely think Jake needs to get into scotch. Wait, wait, wait. wait. My boss might be listening, guys. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I'm not even in bourbon. <laughs> I'm an Australian. I love a Australia. 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 Have I ever told you guys my Australian joke? Yeah, we've heard it. <laughs> oh my god. That's interesting that that you guys are finding yourself moving it. I think it's I mean and, and, it, I, and I like everything else in this industry, it's everything's changing. We and yeah, we're not gonna really know the full effects of it all for a couple of months too. Yeah. Everybody's changing. I, mean, you gotta try I don't feel and there's, the there's same. No, and that's the thing about sales Keen? is that no? you can okay. you can try it. And it's, you're not going to lose out if you try something for a week. You're not going to lose anything. For Wilson Torres, Union Horse Distilling Co., Callum O'Donnell of Abelauer. My name is Jay Cookie. I'm a guy who just talks about whiskey, sells a little whiskey for a company in Australia called Star Ward. For our producer with the broken foot, hopefully she doesn't have two broke feet at the end of the night when she gets too drunk and falls on the stairs with her crutches. Because it is Woo! her birthday. Happy birthday, Happy birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday producer. Cheers, everybody out there. We'll be out, very, we'll be out here on... Um, back to you very soon with a lot of people from the industry talk about all the reopening in the bars and restaurants here in Chicago. Cheers Cheers. to Ben.